0: Welcome, everyone, to the Design Better podcast made by Three Sided Coin. I'm your host, Dhruva Shastri. In this podcast, we will talk with underrepresented Indian designers to have a glimpse of their life as a designer and their perspectives about the design industry. For that, today we have Sheel Damani with us. Sheel is a design and communication strategist working at the intersection of business, technology, and human values. She helps companies define product and business strategy with a clear market positioning, defined user purpose, and an overall experience strategy. A warm welcome, Shil. We would love to hear more about you, if you can please share.
1: Sure. Um, thank you for having me on Design, Beithuk. Um I have been working in the field of design for over 11 years now. My formal education is in fashion communication from NIF Tele. Um, however, I was always interested in the broader space of communication. So I never worked in the space of fashion, but uh, I started freelancing um, at around 19 in my college days and uh, took up projects on illustration design for websites or print design, cover design for brochures and brochure design. Uh, I also uh, started working in Goa, as my first job with an information design agency, there I was working uh, for Child Rights You as my key client. Um, it was an it's, it's an NGO, so it was a fun, fun at the same time a very um, engaging storytelling um, related project to to share what the NGO does for children. And um, since mid 2012, I started out as an independent consultant and transitioned from communication designer to you know digital products and then services to practice experience design it's a transition for me now and I still uh, I'm still exploring this space and looking forward to work with a deeper understanding you know as I go further
0: that seems an interesting journey so after working in the various domains how did you lend it into the digital design world
1: that's a blur for me because I think transitioning from Uh, graphic design and communication design to digital was just uh, happening while working on various branding and marketing collateral because digital became such an integral part of uh, brands and companies slowly. So I think um, it wasn't a conscious choice in my early career days. Uh, However, what started as a measurable digital deliverable was something called EDM marketing, which is uh, electronic direct mailers. So, you know, we used to do targeted communication using microsites at that point to see how our users responding to the initiatives that we would do. And this would be primarily for, say, for CRY. uh, We would do uh, fundraising campaigns and um, somewhere between 2010 to 12, we did, a lot of digital campaigns with uh, clear objectives, with targeted you know fundraisers and raise those funds also you know within stipulated time and sometimes even with overwhelming results. So every time we would have clear objectives, map them to the results that we expect. How the campaigns performed and successful campaigns led to more of those with revived messaging strategies and digital really seemed to start working. You know my approach as a designer has always been very medium. Agnostic, though, in the sense that um, I have preferred digital medium, uh, but the medium could be anything. But I feel that digital medium gives us an opportunity to reduce the carbon footprint for companies. So I strongly felt that companies and businesses should go paperless wherever possible. We should reduce the amount of print material we. We create for promotional design. I would consciously ask clients, do you really need large quantities of print material? And, you know, these flex standees that they would get printed for events. Uh, and I think my approach has been such. So uh, I think digital is just a preferred medium for me.
0: To reduce the use of paper and have an environment friendly approach is uh, definitely a great thought. Uh, digital era is growing rapidly. So I think it was a wise choice made at the right time.
1: Yeah, perhaps.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So you work as an independent uh, consultant over a decade now and have expertise over multiple disciplines in design. How has your approach towards solving a problem statement evolved (laughs) to provide the best human experience?
1: I think I'll divide this question into two parts. For the first part, I think... um, Exposure to multiple disciplines uh, has helped me in cross application of concepts, you know. For example, in the field of museum design, it's a metaphor of kind of wire framing for the walls that you design for, because it's a space, right? You need to map the story and how the users will navigate through that space. The visitors will navigate through that space to understand a narrative and also have a great experience. That is almost like you have to create a lot of structures around the space before you actually start designing for the story and for uh, the purpose. Similarly, in a digital space, um, an easy human experience of navigation is always thought of, even if it's in a two dimensional space, you're always thinking of how can people navigate through it if we were to do a museum virtually. So, you know. When you design for multiple disciplines, you're able to apply that understanding. uh, And there's always some nuance that you bring to the work from different industries. That's why I love working across industries. About approaching problem statements, I think a good problem statement is a starting point of a good solution. As designers, we are often given problem statements by clients and we move around it. My approach has always been that we should transition from just taking the problem statement from clients but also start defining the problem statement with the clients as a collaborative process so you know with the stakeholders how can we identify gaps in how they bring the problem to us versus you know what the actual problem is and often i have realized that the problem is actually much greater or broader than what they assume the problem the designer can solve so i think in a nutshell Before solving anything, my approach is to refine the problem statement as much as possible. And I think that's where the crux is. Uh, Designing for a human experience is a process. So it comes with, you know, being an observer, a good listener and translating this understanding. It's a continuous process and willingness to really find your users, you know, go outside and see or ask, do expert interviews or ask within the teams who are on field what they are doing, whom are they meeting, so critical because they are real people out there. So for any any department of any company to have any results, you need to know whom are they really meeting. So I think I'm also currently diving deeper into this process of by learning about cognitive science and emotion to understand how we make decisions. Since uh, humans will always be an evolving case study, right? We are changing forever. So I think uh, I'm, I'm trying to get some science around this.
0: Yeah, and stories help you to connect with human's emotions. It drives them to perform the desired action with every piece of information provided. And we know that you are an amazing storyteller. So please tell us your take on the importance of architecting information while designing a solution.
1: I think that's a great question because um, information architecture is a new term in the industry. Still, still, people are still trying to recognize its space. Uh, I give information architecture a lot of importance in my projects. I wasn't aware of this term formally for a very long time until an old client sent me a message saying that, "Hey, it's just something you practice. Like, do check this out because you're already doing this." Yeah. So you know, I checked it out and. I feel that organized information um, is what information architecture is. It's just the art of organizing it in a way that it has context for your users. So organized information, which helps us communicate with meaning, is fundamentally good architecture. Uh, it helps people communicate as a business, uh, listen to their users and use that information better because you have defined pockets within your um, internal system to plant the information that comes into the organization and how and how it goes out. So I think storytelling and IA are connected concepts. IA is like the base uh, for storytelling. Storytelling helps us recall all the information with ease, you know, Uh, it helps us connect with the users better. It helps users connect with the business stories better. And this is the human element we bring to business communication or product communication um, or interactions, because that's what creates recall. So, if I is a canvas or a skeleton structure, storytelling uh, are like the colors or building blocks. Because we can have a good base and um, create a new picture every time. I think storytelling can really inspire people to take decisions, to move rash, to make rational choices, and connect. You know, and also sometimes forgive businesses for making mistakes. So, I think we should always be very honest and communicate with ease.
0: Absolutely, uh, storytelling is always great to drive the users, and that was a great analogy of canvas and colors to create business stories. So you help business develop products for a better impact and work with different cross-functional teams, and also you are a design advocate. So according to you, what is lacking or what are the improvements you would hope to see happening in future in the design industry and community?
1: Um, I think... Um... More than lacking, I feel there is definitely a transition and a new space for designers and organizations. I feel designers now can take up leadership roles. And them taking up leadership roles is is the key to bringing design culture to organizations. And I think when I say design culture, I mean, the approach uh, to follow a process, have a collaborative facilitation between teams, get the teams to work together rather than in you know, independent departments. So I would strongly advocate the need uh, for businesses to see design as a value at the product or service innovation level, you know, and and let the design thinking approach drive decisions and the organization's culture so i think this is the key um with people transitioning to remote work we need more and more facilitation effort to strike a balance between you know departmental operations individual performances and team collaboration so i think for for every kind of better management i see design uh, thinking playing a key role in trying to manage your project outcomes better, your ability to translate solutions across the organization and not just at a, at a very fundamental or a superficial level. I feel uh, designers can play a, a great role in bringing better culture to organizations.
0: Absolutely. Design is, I have heard that design is something that it's not visible, but what it's actually functional and it plays a key role as much as development and brings values to the business. So you mentioned uh, about team collaborations and facilitation. You yourself are a facilitator, conduct workshop. Uh, You are also faculty at a design school. So what advice would you give to the aspiring designers and over which platforms they can follow or stay connected with you for an inspiration?
1: So I think this is something... um... I I try to share with most of the students and my mentees um, when I interact about design and the career and how the industry works. So I think uh, design as a field is associated with uh, some element of glamour and all the excitement it brings as creators of products or the ideas we use. It is exciting, but uh, I think uh, I always tend to share this that design is a science, Um, it is an art. And it is about iterations. So, you know, the more we are open to iterating with our own work, uh, the better we deliver as designers. I think they should just come with an open mind, uh, willingness to question, be curious about their surroundings, question things politely, and engage with people who don't understand design and design for them as well. It is so important for designers to come out of their uh, regular perception which is obvious to them, but might not be as simple or easy for so many others who are not tuned to see the things the same way that designers do. So I think design is essentially invisible, something you mentioned a few seconds ago, but the more invisible it is, the better job you did as a designer that's what i feel and i think uh, people can connect with me on linkedin it's a great uh, that's a platform i use regularly and i share some bites from my work on instagram along with some personal stories but i'm happy to connect on instagram as well so yeah these are the two platforms which i'm um, fairly active on
0: yeah that's a great piece of advice of course and everyone can connect with you over linkedin and instagram with tea. yeah she yes. right yes great thank you so much Shea, for uh, talking to us and sharing thank you thank it you. was
1: a pleasure talking to you and uh, i look forward to hearing more and more from design better in the future
0: thank you so much everyone for listening to us i hope you had enjoyed the conversation let us know your thoughts about this episode on twitter at 3 Underscore Side Underscore Coin. You can find the transcript on Designbatter.in. Subscribe here to stay tuned with us. Help us to assist you for notifying about future episodes by filling up this one-minute form given in the bio of this podcast. I am Dhruva signing off now. Feel free to connect with me on Twitter at DhruvaShastri12. Until next time, see you and happy designing. Oh, oh, oh,